This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We were talking um, last week, the beginning of the week, we were talking about how early to say slichas, how late to say slichas. Someone pointed out to me, it's actually interesting, if you go to Bar Park, in Bar Park today, the Stalin of Esmerish, which Stalin is really a branch of Karlin, which is really one of the earliest uh, Hasidic groups, one of the earliest Talmudim from the Magid. So in Stalin, they talk to say Slichus every night of Slichus at 10 o'clock. It's well known in Bar Park, apparently. I didn't know this. But they talk to say every night at 10 o'clock. They say the first night of Slichus, they say Taka Bismanoi. But they say, oh, the rest of the nights, they say, and they have a packed house every night in Bar Park, they say Slichus at 10 o'clock. Then someone told me that Ger, that the Ger based Medrash, the Ger Shlibloch, in Eretz Yisrael, they talk, also say Slichas before Chatzos, which is very a big Chiddush, because Ger is a very, by the rule, type of Chassidus. Someone told me the Beis Yisrael from Ger changed the minute. I don't know, it could be. But I found it interesting that there are two very reputable groups of uh, Hasidic Jewry, and they both are not mocked to say the Slichas uh, after Chatzos, like we discussed. On the other side, I came across an interesting sefer that I have, where they discuss the minigin tells and tells yeshiva. They don't even say slichas matzah shabbos and tells yeshiva. They say it Sunday morning. They don't even do. They don't even do the, the chatzos slichas matzah shabbos. They feel it's going to throw off the seder yeshiva for the bachim, and they just first start Sunday morning at uh, six seven o'clock, like many places do. So we cut all cuts a different hagim in klal yisrael. We also mentioned last time we we spoke about that there's really no Indian that the mispalim have to wear talisman tefillin for slichas. Afterwards, it dawned on me, maybe the reason is the following. We know that when you say Yud Gimel Midas, Yud Gimel Midas is Davish HaBikdusha. So there are those that hold that when you, wear, when you say Davish HaBikdusha, you're supposed to cover your head. So that's maybe why people put on their talus, because this way they can cover their head with their talus while they're saying the Davish HaBikdusha. Some people wear a hat instead. But I was thinking, maybe that's where the minute came, that many people wear the talus, not the Baltila, the Mispalim, wear the talus. This way, when they get to the Davish HaBikdusha, they can cover their head to be yates to those uh, opinions. Okay, we, uh, there's a lot of halachas for Erev Rosh Hashanah. This Sunday, Yom Hashem is Erev Rosh Hashanah. So the Shulchan Aruch brings down a minig, which is not so popular. Shulchan Aruch brings down a minig that there's a minig to fast in Erev Rosh Hashanah. What's, what's this all about? So if you take a look in the Torah, he elaborates much more. If you look in the Torah, he elaborates, he quotes a medrash in Parshas Emar, a whole story with a whole marshal with a king and the people. Very fascinating marshal, but the, the short point of the message is, I told this to my Talmudim, the medrash says, if you fast in Arab Rosh Hashanah, one-third of your Averis get erased, which is a very, very good investment, a lot better than you'll get in the market today. Right? If a person fasts in Arab Rosh Hashanah, one-third of his Averis get erased. Now, if you look at the Lashon of the medrash, and the nice Kalim point this out already, the Lashon of the medrash is, HaGedoylem Misanim, the Gedoylem fast. So many people say, I'm not a goggle. The goggle, my yes is Gedalia big Russian sheep, I'm a little nobody. So if you look at the Magnavram, the Magnavram says, no, everyone's Gedalim. Gedalim just means above the age of Baron Basmits. That's what Gedalim means. Other people say, no, when it comes to something like this, it's okay to take covet. What's the big covet? Oh, it's such a covet, I get to fast. Okay, so take the covet and fast. So the Mishokhrach does bring down such a practice where people should fast, uh, both boys and girls. Magnavram writes before, Mishibur quotes it, both boys and girls above the age of Baron Bas Mitzvah. How long do you fast for? The different in Hagim. Many people hold you fast till Mincha Gedeila. <coughs> you daven Mincha Gedeila, and then you break the fast. Which is why there was a very big practice. It used to be that people would all daven Mincha and Erev Rosh Hashanah and Mincha Gedeila. This way they can fast till Mincha Gedeila and break the fast. Today, the more common practice is most of us fast until Chatzos. And Mishnah writes, you don't have to make a Kabbalah on the Erev before this fast. 
because this is such an accepted fast, you don't need to make a Kabbalah. I don't know, it's not so accepted today. Rabbi Yashif pointed out that it's not as popular today as it was in the times of the Mishnah So he argues maybe you do need to make a Kabbalah for this fast. But we've said in the past, if a person's been doing this for many years, then he doesn't have to make a, make a Kabbalah. He's assumed that he accepted it already for so many years. Um, <clears throat> many people don't have this fast because of the Chayyadim. The Chayyadim writes that we're already living, Chayyadim lived 250 years ago. He writes, we're already living in such a Shvacha generation. It's so hard for us to fast. We can only fast days where we, we really, really have to fast. Any extra days, we don't fast. So, kosher came today, we're very used to eating, so many people are lenient for that purpose. There are other, there's another reason why people are lenient, because of the Ramon. The Ramon writes that if a person makes a bris in Arab Rosh Hashanah, so all the attendants at the bris are allowed to eat. So the Achorayim has a kasha. That doesn't work for a real fast day. The person makes a fast on Shavuot Sabbath, he makes a bris. The people at the bris are not allowed to eat. So why all of a sudden now you're allowed to eat? So you see, it's a, it's a watered down, not such a strong fast. Okay? So the Achorah didn't deal with that. But the point is, I think we should, if we could, if we're feeling good, we probably should fast, because why not? So it's a worthwhile investment to have a third of your Averis Nimcha. If you take a look in the Paiskim, they point out, let's say Samataka has a Siyam, or a Bris, then Avada, then he shouldn't fast to see him, pushes off the Tainus, as would a Bris. They say the Stipler used to Medavka make a Siyam on Erev Rosh Hashanah, not to have to fast. But uh, I think it's a, a worthwhile investment for those that are good fasters, for those that are able-bodied fasters, they probably should the Ramah has a little bit of a problem because the Ramah says we're going to run into an issue of Chukas HaGoyim. Apparently, I don't know when exactly in history, but there was some time in history where the Goyim used to fast on the eve of their holiday. So the Ramah is worried that if we're going to fast in Arab Rosh Hashanah, we're going to run into Chukas HaGoyim. So the Ramah suggests what we should do is the following. We should really eat before Alois HaShachar. So if we get up and eat before Alois HaShachar, this is where we avoid Chukas HaGoyim. So the Arach HaShulchan right away asks, and says, what are you talking about? We do it every year, every Pesach. We fast there at Pesach, no one has a kasha of Chukas HaGoyim. So why all of a sudden now does Ramah have Chukas HaGoyim? So there's a very simple answer, because there at Pesach not everyone is fasting. Only a very, very small fragment of Klai Yisrael is fasting, just Bechayim, just male Bechayim. Male Bechayim is a very small percentage of Klai Yisrael. Mashiach came in the Ere Rosh Hashanah with the minute was that everyone used to fast. Maybe that's different. So the Ramah says to avoid this problem, everyone should eat before Aloysia Shachar. Now the times of the Ramah, the way they used to do Slichas in Ere Rosh Hashanah was they would finish Slichas before Aloysia Shachar. Not that they would start, they'd finish. Slichas came to a close before Aloysia Shachar. They would eat a little bit, and then they would go down to Shachar. That was clearly the practice in those days. So, I was thinking if we would keep Shachar at 5.30, so we'd still be able to do this, right? Because Aloysia Shachar is like 5.20 something. So if you're getting up at 5.30, you're ready for Shachar. So you get up at 5.15, you'll eat then. Then you'll come to say Slichas, and you'll be Mekayim, the minute of the Ramah. If you're going to say Slichas at 6 o'clock, so then you're not going to wake up early just to eat. I don't think, I don't think, maybe you would. I don't know. I wouldn't. But if I'm diving at 5.30, so then already I've got to be up anyways at 5.30 shachar. So Aloysia shachar is 5.22. You get up three minutes earlier, it can be Mekayim, the minig of the Ramah. Okay. But uh, Lamai said, at the end of the day, most people are not cheshesh for the minig of the Ramah. And therefore, no one really wakes up early to say the slichas. How do I know that they used to say the slichas before Aloysia shachar? Because the Shochanarch has a very unique halacha. On Erev Rosh Hashanah we say Slichus, and on Erev Rosh Hashanah we daven Shachus right after the Slichus. So Shulchan Aruch writes that in the Slichus that you say in Erev Rosh Hashanah, you say Tachlan. In the Shachris, you don't say Tachlan. So the question is, Mamon of Is Erev Rosh Hashanah Yomtev? Is Erev Rosh Hashanah not a Yomtev? So the way the Beis Yosef explains, and Mishnah Bru explains it as well, is because they used to finish Slichus before, before it was Erev Rosh Hashanah. They would finish Slichus before Aloy Sashacha. It wasn't even, it wasn't, it wasn't Erev Rosh Hashanah yet. It was still the night before. So therefore, that's why they talk, did Tachanun by, by Salichas, because it wasn't yet Erev Rosh Hashanah. And then by the time Shachar came around, there's already Erev Rosh Hashanah. 
So you see clearly that the mamish would finish slichas before Aloy Shachar. So you'd have to start very early to do that. If you want to finish slichas before Aloy Shachar, you've got to call slichas for something like 4 o'clock in the morning. Or if you start at chatz- after Chatzos. Yeah, but then you're starting before Chatzos. you got the same problems we had last week. So it's clear that they used to do this very early. So the, the contemporary Rechrein raised the question. Today, we don't do this. Today, we say slichas after Aloy's. And we damage shachos after Eloise. So why tachon don't we say tachon by shachos and do say tachon by slichos? So they asked this question of Chaim Kenevsky and he said, Loi plug. Enachanami, today doesn't really make any sense because by the time we're finishing slichos, it's already Arab Rosh Hashanah, so we shouldn't say. But Loi plug, since that's the way the practice used to be, that's the way we keep it. So it's always very contradictory, Arab Rosh Hashanah, when on one hand we're saying the slichos, but we're saying the tachon by the slichos, and we're not saying the tachon by the shachos. And Arab Rosh Hashanah, we have a very long slichas. Uh, it's a pretty long slichas. And we don't say tachanam, but we still say lam matzech, except for svardim. The svardim, the mechaber, the svardim held that whenever you don't say tachanam, you don't say lam matzech. Us Ashkenazim don't pass like that. We have to have a special reason not to say lam matzech. And Erev Rosh Hashanah, we do say lam matzech. The common practice is that on Erev Rosh Hashanah, many people do atar shadar. It's interesting, if you look up and down in the pages of the Mishtabrura and Shulchan Aruch, you're not going to find too much about atar shadar. It's merumahs. I think the Berhete brings it down, the Shachuba brings it down, the Matafrayim brings it down, the Chayolim brings it down, but it's a very popular idea to be mounted the Dharm before Yamtif, based on the Gemara. You don't, to, you don't want to come into the New Year with the Dharm on, uh, on your slate, and the Dharm are very serious and very, <coughs> very dangerous, so we want to get rid of the Nadarim before Rosh Hashanah. I think Svarim do Atarsh Adarm every Friday, or every other Friday. They do it very frequently. They're always being Matanet. It's not a bad practice. The Dharm is a very serious thing, and it's Kedai to be Matanadarm. So when a person is Mataneder, so he basically takes a bezin of three people, and he's, uh, he, expla- he expresses in the Nusach that we have in the Siddur, there's some issues with the Nusach, but basically he expresses that he wants to be Mataneder. For those who are not fluent in the Hebrew in the Siddur, they should say it in English. Uh, I told my Talmudim in Yeshiva, you shouldn't feel uncomfortable saying it in English. This text is not a tefillah, it's a recitation, it's an expression of what you're feeling. So if you don't know what you're expressing, you don't know what you're feeling, it doesn't work. So it's Kadai, that you should uh, take a sitter and learn the Hebrew, or say it in English. You can say it 100% in English. Many people think you can't do Atar Sadarm Belayla, that's against the Shulchan Aruch. If you look in Yeridea, the Mechaber writes Mefurish, Atar Sadarm is Mota Belayla, and Atar Sadarm can be done with Kraivim also. You can have a Bezdin of your father, your son, your brother, your cousin, that's not a problem. You don't need a real Halachic Bezdin, and it can be done Belayla. <clears throat> if a person wants to be matin the dorm for his wife, so he can make himself a shliach. His, his wife will be, you'll be the shliach of your wife to be mat to her in the dorm as well. Um, this year, because it's also uh, Shemitah year, so on top of doing a Torah Siddharma in Rosh Hashanah, we're also going to write a prusbal. You can write a prusbal before also. We'll talk more about this in Mitzvah Shaman Shabbos. Exactly when the best time to write a prusbal is, but in many kehillas, they accept the practices that they write the prusbal Erev Rosh Hashanah after they do Ataras in the Dharam, because everyone's already here in Shul, it's a good time to do Atar, it's a good time. Now, the Bezdin for prusbal is a little much more common than the Bezdin for Ataras in the Dharam, especially if you're Svarti, we'll talk about that on Shabbos. But you can write a prusbal even now. Belayla is a machlaikis achrein if you can write a prusbal Belayla. But you can do prusbal tomorrow. I signed on a prusbal yesterday. You don't have to wait till Erev Rosh Hashanah to do a prusbal, especially if you don't anticipate any major loans. You could do it now. Listen to Darim. You don't know what you're going to say until uh, till Erev uh, Hashanah. You might make a neder tonight, and then a Thursday done doesn't help. Maybe, but in any case, except the practices in many places, do it on Erev Rosh Hashanah. <coughs> um, the most common asked question on Erev Rosh Hashanah is, how early can I go to the mikvah? I don't know what we're going to do this year. We're, we're short of mikvah here in the neighborhood. I'm not exactly sure what the plans are, but uh, we spoke about a few years ago about using tisha kabin, using a shower, so that you probably can use the chol for sure for Erev Rosh Hashanah. 
but hopefully they will have somewhere else to go besides the one mikvah that we've been using. But the uh, question everyone asks is, how early can I go to the mikvah in Rosh Hashanah? So Mishnah Bureau quotes, a chayodim, the chayodim says he's supposed to go not earlier than an hour before chatzais. So if chatzais is 12.50-something, so not before 11.50-something. But the usual, I'm working years, I usually tell people who tell me, i got to go to work, I'm not going to have time. So I tell them you can go already in the morning. But Sunday people are off, so I guess... It's not such an issue, but uh, if a person won't be able to go later in the day, he can go earlier in the morning as well, and that would not present a problem. There are mobbings down a, a practice that many people go to the cemetery on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Uh, most people don't do it on Erev Rosh Hashanah because it's too busy of a day. A lot of people do it the Sundays leading up to Erev Rosh Hashanah. And El, they go to the cemetery, so that's a big Indian to go on Erev Rosh Hashanah to daven by the mason. I think we've discussed in the past the chashivas, the significance of davening by mesim, even lavdafki kivit tzadikim, just kivrik kroivim. It's an important thing. So that's a, a big Indian to do on Erev Rosh Hashanah. And the Matar Ephraim writes that the mincha on Erev Rosh Hashanah is the most important mincha of the year. Because since this is the Gemara, this is the, uh, the summing up and wrapping up of the year, you want to make sure the last mincha is done very, very beautifully. It's done bikavon, it's done slowly. I know I've seen over the years it's usually not done like that. People come rushing in in the last minute, they grab a sitter and they sit down to daven, but it should. It should be done properly. It should be done uh, with more kavana, more uh, preparation than perhaps a regular mincha because it is um, at the end of the year. Okay.